Hey guys. Hi. How is everybody? It's been it's been quite a while. It's been a month. I feel like every time we come back we're like, oh it's been it's been like a month. But I don't know what to say except from we're we're busy. Yeah. We're very busy. And it's like we try to like we, we do pre record. Yeah. But then it gets so busy. Like, I feel like we actually need to, like, do a full season in advance before posting <laughs> to actually be able to keep up. But but what have we been up to? We've had new talent. I've signed on quite a lot of yeah. new talent. My agency is consolidated. I don't really know what word I would use to say, but, like, it's... It's, going it's well. been thriving. Mm. It's also really busy just now because it's literally, like, peak season. Like, it's June... Which means that we're getting ready to go to London for work stuff. Yes. And it's just constant emails. I think it's like the day. busiest time of year from now until November. Oh yeah, for like, sure. Which, which is, is great. definitely peak. Yeah, which is which is great, but it's it's a lot. It is it is hectic. I did a shoot yesterday which was interesting. Actually being the person in front of the camera for once. A little model. Yeah, I I actually did actually really enjoy it because I did a shoot literally in twenty nineteen, so four years ago, and I remember literally being like a rabbit in headlights, being like, yeah. And even when I did my headshots back in January, I was like, but I felt a lot more confident, confident yesterday. And my makeup was great by Karen McCallum, and my hair was great by Pam Doc. So shout out to them because i i love you, that i feel like you have an actual glam team like you've got to go like you get your makeup done you've got a hair girl you've got a makeup girl i don't i i the other thing is though i feel like there's a lot more creative makeup hair beauty type of people between like you and glasgow yeah although i also think that you are better at doing your makeup and your hair than i am at doing my makeup and my hair like true. you you are like you're a beauty girl you did makeup yeah i was a makeup artist exactly. and I, hair, I trained in hair as well yeah whereas like i can't even curl my hair properly oh it was when you told me you wanted to try and do the pamela anderson updo but you couldn't even you didn't even want to attempt to practice oh, no. it yourself I've, I've tried it since and i've had it done to like by hairstylist twice and I've, i had to do it myself and um i failed See, I, just, I just think that's so easy <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, I still cannot get over the fact in London that you paid someone to come to your hotel oh to do your hair for that. I've obviously. had it done three times then. And when I got it done in London, it was uh, twice the price. So. Yeah, a girl came to the hotel to do my hair when I got it done in London. Life has been good. I've just been living young, wild and free. Yeah, I feel like you're finally starting to have a good work-life balance. Yeah. And, like you're putting yourself out there more in social situations like going to things that you you probably wouldn't like last time I mean this we're gonna be talking about burnout Mm -hmm. so we both know how like we say yes to every single work commitment and like overexert ourselves work-wise I feel like lately you've been saying no to more work stuff doing less and more personal social stuff I think as well like obviously we're literally gonna go into talk about this in a minute but I've been a lot more picky about what brand events I'm going to go to. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, see when I take on gifting, a lot of the time I'd, I'd, I would just take most of the gifting. If it was clothing, I would take most of it. 
Whereas now I feel like I'm I'm a bit more picky. Yeah. But that's because more opportunities have like opened themselves up to me where I'm working with brands that are maybe a bit more higher end. Yeah, like more in my style. Having a shift from lower quality, lower price mm-hmm. types of brands to more higher end, more yeah. luxe, more Yeah. Which don't get me wrong, I'm really lucky that they will gift me stuff. Like, I went to an event with Joe Malone last month. Guys. What? Yeah, that was insane. No, like... <laughs> see, when they asked me, I was literally like, nah. Because that's like... It's... I, f- I feel like, for someone your age and how young you are, at the same time, you're also, like, a 45-year-old woman. Like, your interests and the brands you like to shop at, I'm like, they're stuff that my mum and her friends shop at. But that's... Like, Because, yeah, I think that's, I'm not going to say it's the way I've been brought up, because I've certainly not been brought up with, like, designer things or anything like that. No. But, like, you do like love high-end toiletries. I'm like, (laughs) I don't mind if I go to Boots and pick up a collection concealer, whereas I feel like you're, like, Charlotte Tilbury. You know, like, you, you, you know what you like, and you, you like to spend a bit more on your beauty and all that, because it's what you like, whereas I'm like, yeah, that's a bit shit, but it will do. I've been using the Elf Camel Concealer, actually, guys, and I'm a big fan. I personally, on my socials, don't want to, want to work with, like, fast fashion brands, really. I say, like, but. it is, because, like, clothing-wise, it's harder, but I guess, like, you do work with, like, House of CB and mm. Nadine Ravi and, mm. uh, uh, like, Basically even, that, even, that gym, even gym clothing and sweats and stuff, yeah. you work with... I know what you mean. Yeah, a, yeah. A, a higher smaller boutique brands whereas mm-hmm. I'm like pretty little thing and new look and stuff but yeah. to be fair, like I don't really work with that many clothing brands at, like I no. work with the same like four mm-hmm. and and that's it yeah um I mean it's like something we can go into like a completely separate day like I will yeah. never ever work with Shein mm-hmm. and it's like Shein and Cider and yeah all those type of brands not for me mm-hmm. that's where I draw my line yeah but that's a chat for another day for sure but burnout burnout today's episode is about burnout and how we burn out yes (laughs) like we're pros at burnout i feel like we have been very much pros at burnout yeah i feel like everyone experiences burnout in some way or another but Mm -hmm. i feel like anyone creative like in a creative field Mm -hmm. like or like self-employed yeah you very much deal with burnout because you don't know where to stop yeah and I feel like it was like a almost a normalized thing at uni mm. that you just have to like get on with keep and going. keep going. And now I've brought that into my adult post uni mm-hmm. life, and I'm like, I don't actually know how to function anymore. And it's not until seeing Cami, my boyfriend, in mm. a nine to five. He works from home, but he's in the office two days a week, but still at home. Like he has very clear boundaries for his yeah. work. Like once he finishes work, he finishes work. He does not experience burnout and it's the wildest thing to me because I thought it was normal like being around other uni students and flatmates who were also doing like the same degree that I was Mm -hmm. and we were always working 24 7 I feel like this last like two years I've been like this is not normal (laughs) I know exactly what you mean should we explain what burnout is for people that might not really understand what we mean yeah you go for it how to explain burnout it is essentially when you work so much or 
you're dealing with so many different things that you essentially hit a wall and when we're saying creatively it's almost like you can kind of hit a creative burnout where you've been like creative for such a long time that you hit a wall and you're like I you, you actually kind of it's almost like you know when you're in a dream and you are like trying to run and you can't go anywhere that's what it's like that's an interesting analogy yeah I've got the definition of it okay go for it so it says burnout is a state of physical and emotional exhaustion it can occur when you experience long-term stress in your job or when you have worked in a physically or emotionally draining role for a long time common sides of burnout include feeling tired or drained helpless trapped and or defeated I think especially dealing with emotionally challenging situations I think that something that people might not realize about our job our job did I just say our job I mean with the accent it sounds the same to me <laughs> um about our job is that you do kind of take on the emotional stress of others because if a brand isn't replying if a brand hasn't paid on time and you know say your talent has bills to pay and there's not there's physically nothing else you can do those type of situations like you are kind of taking on the emotional feelings of of another person or yeah if their content no, no. isn't performing, performing and you're having to like kind of I don't know why I feel like not as much recently because I've had to kind of draw a line between like emotions and work but you do like take on a lot of other people's personal stress I think I feel like when you work in any sort of job that's very person focused Mm -hmm. you're gonna have that especially if you're managing other people Mm -hmm. because they are other people they have feelings and emotions and stress and their own things and when you're someone like us who I mean you're a self-proclaimed people pleaser oh yeah who like has always put everyone else in her career like gone above and beyond for your employers like pushed yourself to the limits I can't believe it's just started pouring with rain by the way guys you're probably gonna be able to hear that on the microphones like guys I'm in a dress because it's literally been like 30 degrees it was so hot I had had a fan on like Mm -hmm. just before you came and now the windows are getting absolutely pelted so ignore that guys I meant to go (laughs) to a beach to a beach with a man (laughs) with a man guys with a man this episode is just gonna be like my undiagnosed ADHD just slightly chaotic yeah what were you saying um yeah so (laughs) (laughs) like when you're working with other people and dealing with other people I think one thing my mum always says is that she can't she can't believe that I manage so many girls because (laughs) drama and emotions and everything and especially over text a lot of like you speak do I speak differently over text than I do in person like you're you're so straightforward by the way on text I don't think I'm that straight. Oh my god, girl. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh wait, is she annoyed at me? I I know you. I know. Like, this is, I remember when I was younger, like, set in the scene, um, my mum used to get really annoyed at me because I would never text her and be like, hi mum, how are you? How's your day going? What are you doing? And what are you up to today? And then I'd go in with like, so I need this or can you do this? Very direct. I literally just go, I could not send any other message and just go, hey, can you send me this? Or, mm-hmm. hey, can you do this for me today? Or, Direct. Like, it's, and I'm not thinking, like, oh, that's rude. Or that's me <laughs> being, like, blunt. Or mm-hmm. that's me going, 
I don't really care about the formalities. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit here and pr- like waste your time or waste my time. And be like, hi, how are you? I mean, mm-hmm. I know that's the polite thing to do. Yeah. But in my head, I'm not thinking about the social cues of like what mm-hmm. I need to say or do. Anyways, so like I remember having like a an argument in my teen years like with her about that. I mean, I, I say teen years. I'm pretty sure I was like 19. <laughs> but like she was like, you're so rude. Like you you do like the test like this and that. You never ask me how I'm. I'm like. I ask you many, like, when you phone me, I'm like, how are you, you know, like, mm-hmm. but over text, I'm like, for me, speaking over the phone or in person versus in text is mm-hmm. a completely different thing. Yeah. To me, I, t- I, I mean, no, that's going to sound quite bad, I was going to be like, I text, like, I type emails, but I don't. My emails, I make sure to put, like, the... Hope you had a great weekend. Yes, hope you had a, ha- oh, lovely weather you're having today, hope it's not too hot in the office. Like, Literally, how many uh, times has that been said this week? Yeah, so I know. Um, and, like, you know, I, I make sure to include those... Mm-hmm over emails um the social cues and like things that you should say to be polite i have to remind myself to say them it's not because i'm rude or anything you just like want to get things it's done, just like yeah. that's i my brain just works differently yeah. so i will text so mm. bluntly without even realizing it yeah but people that know you know that it's fine i know but what was the point i was gonna make about that oh yeah try <laughs> <laughs> trying to like manage girls and other people and things like that like I also I say a over text like oh I a. oh my god the other day you went I and I literally was like um who is this I say that <laughs> I'm used to texting that with Cami and like saying that, I can but, imagine him but, saying but, that, but Cami's yeah. like you don't ever say that in person but there's words like I'll be like girly or gals or uh-huh. like phrases that Sophie hates and there's like, oh I was gonna why say, that, yeah. say yeah um I I will text though so I text different completely different to how I talk. Mm-hmm. It's just in my head for when I'm texting stuff. Yeah. It makes sense to talk in that tone of voice away. But anyways, a lot of things can get misconstrued. Like, people can think that you're... you. I could text you and you think that I, I'm angry at you. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not. I mean, you know me, so that's what yeah, you... But, like, yeah, yeah. trying to manage talent like that. And, people, yeah. like, people you've maybe not even met in person. Um, then, like, group chats of girls. Because my talent are in a group chat. I don't know if yours are... kind of tried to do that, but... There's reasons why I kind of think I'm not as keen on that anymore, but... Yeah, see, I've got a group chat for all the girls, but it's it's more so just for group events. Or... Yeah, but mine are like... Yeah, yours are all over. <laughs> yeah. Only three of yeah. mine aren't based mm-hmm. here. So I literally, and just before we start recording, put an invite for a, a salon launch mm-hmm. thing next week for mm-hmm. the girls with the RSVP link. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff like that, but also the girls will the girls will send messages into each other and hype each other up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, when you have different chats of different girls and different mm-hmm. people trying to manage their feelings and emotions and stress or if there's, like, anything tense, like, if, if, a, oh, if a brand comes back and wants, like, revisions done to content or the girls, like, mm-hmm. not understanding what the brand wants and there's frustration, Yeah. it's so easy for us to, like, take that on mm-hmm. and then just, like, exhaust yeah. ourselves. A couple times, I think it's been very difficult for me to, and I think I've said this before, to draw a line between friendship and yes, um, professional kind of situations because um, there has been not many times because I there are some talent that I have that are very keen to just have my straightforward advice and positive criticism Mm -hmm. what's the word constructive criticism yeah constructive but there has been times where i have tried to help people and they have taken it entirely the wrong way and have kind of been like 
whoa because like you say I I am a people pleaser but I can't afford to be a a people pleaser in situations where I think something hasn't been done right or if I think someone needs to do more of something I can't be like no you're doing great or you you're doing everything you possibly can when I know that they're not or if I know something is being total half arsed effort like I can't be a people pleaser and go yeah this is all perfect you don't need to do anything does that make sense? Like, obviously, I'll say it in a nice way, like, you know. I just can't get over this rain. Can you hear that? It literally, yeah. are, the back of this is going to sound like a Soothing sleep. Rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, listen to this episode when you're, you're going to bed. I know. But um, what, I think that's where you were saying how the relationship between, like, a friendship and work. Yeah. That's where the lines sort of get blurred because it's almost as if sometimes your talent can forget that you're not their friend, you're their manager. Mm -hmm. So they might be coming to you just to to vent, Mm -hmm. but in reality they need some advice or, like, a different perspective work-wise to be like, this is obviously not working, here's what you need to do. They don't want to hear that. Uh But they have to remember at the end of the day, like, it's It's a business relationship. Yeah, Yeah, it's a business relationship. It's your job and you're only telling them that to help... Thing. benefit the situation yeah. i think it, it's so hard because obviously the way we run our businesses mm. is different but we both have a good relationship with all of our talent or yeah. try to mm-hmm. have like close relationships with them all and it from like working in other agencies and stuff where you mm. don't really know the talent or yeah our management styles work best when we have like that one-on-one yeah. approach and that comes with usually mm-hmm. a friendship yeah um so it can be hard to navigate and i feel like that's when those type of issues can come up yeah and i think it's totally depends on people's personalities as well i have a girl that i manage that i have worked alongside in the past and we are very like straight up with one another in the sense that i'm like you do need to do more of this or they're like you need to do that again like and she'll go yeah i like I absolutely will if that's what you think and I don't know I think to have that relationship balance is difficult because there can be such different dynamics in terms of personality and things like that but um I think in the past that's what's led to a lot of burnout for me is the difficulty of dealing with friendship in and professional kind of situations and another thing I think I just want to kind of touch on, and it's probably something that I have had to do in my life to prevent burnout, is that I think it's so important who you actually have in your life because, not even in a business sense, in a personal sense, if you have people in your life that they don't support what you do or they complain at you, for what you do if you're too busy or I don't know if they're if they're not supportive it's basically the bottom line I've had to cut people off that are just they don't get it or because if you're around people that are being negative about what you're doing or putting extra pressure on you you're it's gonna totally pile up and you're gonna be led to like for me, that's definitely why I was crashing and burning so much. But you're right, it's only been recently that I have kind of developed the work-life balance. No, I definitely think that. I think there's a lot of factors that contribute to burnout. Mm-hmm. And I think 
for for me specifically like how I get burnt out is I'm working too much and not giving myself enough time to rest Mm -hmm. like turn off my brain like Mm -hmm. enjoy other media like everything is work 24 7 Mm -hmm. that automatically just makes me a bit more anxious yeah then I'm not sleeping as much or not I'm I'm up working until one o'clock in the morning so then I'm not sleeping so my sleep gets fucked or I'm busy focusing on work so I'm not eating Mm -hmm. properly and then Mm -hmm. I'm eating like shit or like Mm -hmm. not often enough and not good food yeah and then it's it's like a a combination of all these different things together yeah. that then just make me physically and emotionally drain. Like, yeah, so it's like a combination of all of that that results in my burnout. But it's almost like I know I'm burning out or mm-hmm. I'm getting to a stage of burnout, but I keep thinking, like, it's fine. Like, once I get through this, I'll stop or mm-hmm. I'll, like, I'll be fine or I'll yeah. be... And it, ne- it never is. It's like a weeks leading up to it type of thing mm. but in my head it's always been a cycle for me mm. like every four to six weeks I'll have a break or a crash and mm. I'm like I can't do this anymore and I cry and I'm like I sleep for a whole day and mm. whatever and then I wake up again and then I continue those habits and mm. then it builds up and builds up and then the same thing happens so I'm like I'm in the middle of a burnout cycle now but it's okay because I know my crash is coming in like a week or so yeah. and I'm like that's not normal I know <laughs> like, that I should not be doing that so now I have set such clear boundaries mm-hmm. all my work stuff is off of my laptop right I don't have my work emails like okay. none of that on my laptop which right. sounds counterproductive because it's like uh-huh. how do I work I have a lovely iMac next to me in to my desk that. in mm-hmm. my office mm-hmm. so I have my emails already on here so when I log on my computer they, they pop up and that's mm-hmm. it previously I would take my laptop and my work phone to bed. I would have it there. First thing when I wake up in the morning, I pick up my work phone or my laptop and I check my emails. I send out a couple emails. I put Mm -hmm. it down. Then I go and brush my teeth, like Mm -hmm. get showered or start Mm -hmm. breakfast, start my... While I'm having breakfast, I'm on my laptop, emailing, checking stuff, I'm messaging girls. And I I would almost sometimes justify it of like if I had a really... Like if it was up till 2am the night before and I slept until 10am... I have to have my laptop and stuff with me because it's 10 a.m. Like, things are going to be coming. Yeah. Like, I couldn't reset my brain or focus. Mm-hmm. Be like, no, go to bed earlier and wake up. Do your morning routine and do that. But mm-hmm. don't touch emails until half 10. Like, yeah. don't log on to your work laptop until 10. Like, set hours. Yeah. So my hours are still a little bit, like, wishy-washy, like, whenever I want to. But it could be 9 a.m. some days. It could be 11 a.m. some days. I could finish at 5. I could finish at 4. Mm-hmm. I could finish at 7. But it's it's so much better than the 8am till 2am yeah. now. When I finish for the day, I finish for the day. That's good. I still haven't used my work phone. Guys. Eva, it's so bad. I think that I was wanting an excuse to buy the new iPhone back in December. <laughs> that is 100% what it was. Yeah, so in December I was like, I need to get a work phone or I need to like get a new phone so I can use my old phone as my work phone. And I I got it and I didn't. I haven't used it. We always say, like, there's no point in working the weekends because no one replies to emails. Uh But I was still working weekends. Mm -hmm. And I actually now have my weekends. And it's kind of bad. Like, it's been getting to the point where I'm like, oh, it's Monday tomorrow. Like, I'm going to have to get up early and reply to emails. (laughs) But I'm like, wait, this now actually feels like a real job. Job. Yeah. Because I'm not doing it 24-7. Yeah. So I'm kind of like... I log out on Friday and I'm like, oh, I have two days where I don't have to, like... Yeah, I totally get you. Think about that. And it's 
it's it's crazy like it's shifted from being like this is my baby and I need to like 24-7 yeah. put everything to it to now like oh no I, I feel the same way I do about this now as any other job yeah. I've ever had yeah um I totally get you I think that something for me like when I think back to when I was actually at university and was like staying in uni halls and I think back to my like routine then this sounds unrelated but it's related I would literally fall asleep at three in the morning and wake up at 1 p.m when I think about that now I'm just like what so I feel like now I've, I've got myself into a good routine like I wake up especially in summer like seven half seven every day I don't mm-hmm. get in my bed right away yeah but like yeah and I'm in bed most days by like half ten half ten at night um and yeah I just think that it gives me anxiety if I'm not awake to answer emails or messages between like 9 and 11 in the morning for example Mm -hmm. for me like work phone wise that is something that I I need to sort yeah because you've got all your chats on whatsapp but you've archived them well this is the thing guys my archives on whatsapp consists of my work chats with like everyone but I work off that like I do go back and forward and every time I go into my archives it's like work chats men I've spoke to that things have failed with. <laughs> it literally is. You know you can delete, but you don't want to. Babe, why would I delete? <laughs> <laughs> Toxic queen. Um, so when I go on to it, like genuinely, let, let me, can, can you can you bleep names? Yes. So we have Annie slash ex-niche, you and ex-niche, Daisy ex-niche, Soph ex-niche. Um, and then I have like other random messages. I'm gonna have to like also blur out pixelate like, your mouth so people can't look. Oh, do you, will people actually be able to lip read? I don't think so. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Funny though, I've had as we say I've had a lot of failed situationships, but you haven't. I haven't. You've barely dipped your toe into the no, but the the single pool. Raya's some some fun. You do love Raya. But you get like Love Islanders and footballers and like actual celebrities and stuff on there. Really surprised you said footballers there, I can't lie. Why? Not many of them are footballers. <laughs> I don't really, I mean, men that play with a ball, sports. I never really meet them though. <laughs> no, but this is what I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> it's Rise International, isn't it? So it's not like yeah. Tinder or hinge or whatever where it's locate like someone yeah. who's five miles away from you it's anyone in the world yeah so that's why i don't i mean a lot of them are actually in scotland though i just don't i just don't meet them actually that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> we need to like use it to our benefit when we go to london girl so we can go so back to jimbo law and yeah 20 pound a cocktail that sounds that was cheap a, compared to that Marbella. was a great You'd never got to make the most of that night. You and Sophie left so early. Wait. And a group of guys put their entire bar, like, told the bar to put our tab on theirs. So we did not pay for a single drink. You paid for your drinks, didn't you? Yeah. And I was single. Mm-hmm. Very single. And you were <laughs> at the bar for about half an hour and then you left. Yeah, because that day, that Oh my god, so that was the day after the Opoly event. Mm-hmm. Me and Sophie had been to, oh my god, House of Sunny showroom. And, oh my god, guys, 
see when I say like I I don't know if I was I I'd not I've never really experienced being that hungover because I'm not a big drinker, but I don't know if I was hungover this day, or if I hadn't eaten enough or what. But I was it was was it not really hot? It was really hot. You didn't show up for the showroom that I arranged for oh, you. Babe, I was And Ill. you also cancelled the PR event uh, that I no. want you guys to go so, to. what happened was, I was in the taxi back from the House Sunny showroom, which was an hour taxi, by the way, because I could not, could not face going on the tube that hot and unwell, because we'd got the tube there. And I was literally spinning. I was absolutely spinning. I was like, I'm going to be sick. But I had a wagamama and it fixed everything that night we were just done we were so done and i think we were leaving early the next morning sorry truly unrelated guys but i love jimbo law how do you do it with burnout you don't <laughs> yeah i feel like when you're in that because i I do think burnout is like a cycle mm-hmm. and, and habits yeah. that lead to it you need there's to obviously like the circumstances habits, yeah. and things that create an environment that makes you burn out but yeah. like it's something that you actively need to break out of. Yeah. So for me, like I said earlier, my work stuff is in my office mm-hmm. and my emails are in my office. I don't touch them. Mm. I don't take my work phone out when I'm not in working hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't see work stuff. Out of sight, out of mind does really help. I'm mm-hmm. also trying to make more time for my own hobbies Yeah. and things that I want to do, even if it's just like, playing Animal Crossing on my Nintendo Switch or drawing or editing YouTube videos and stuff. Because to me, like, my YouTube is not mm-hmm. my job. Yeah. It was, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's a hobby again yeah. now. So if I want to sit on my computer and edit reels and TikToks and all that, that's fun for me. That's my hobby. Yeah. I can do that. But if I'm reviewing other creators' TikToks and right. sending email spread, yeah. no, that's work. Okay. So okay. it's, like, trying to keep that separate. Mm-hmm. Also, I used to take my laptop and, f- f- like, phone that to bed even if I'm like, if it's like 10 p.m., I'm like, oh, what, oh, might watch some YouTube or I might edit a video. No, I do not take my laptop in at all. Right. If I want to sit and watch TikToks until midnight, I'll, I will do that. Mm-hmm. But my laptop does not come in yeah. my office anymore. Yeah, and then I've also set up, I mean, it's not even like, I can't really set boundaries with like talent or other people, mm-hmm. but more so like, like reminding myself that I don't need to take on other people's stresses and emotions and stuff and when they come through i kind of read it Mm -hmm. process it and move on that's such a difficult thing to do i find well i'm finding it easier now but i think that like that has always been something that i've just been like "Ah." if someone else is stressed about something which it's so easily done to be stressed over something that like actually isn't that important like they could be stressed about something that they've kind of over exaggerated in their mind do you well, know so what I mean I think about the things that we we've stressed over before you've stressed over before uh-huh. in like two weeks time it's not nothing, even yeah. it's an absolutely nothing yeah I think though like the, the one thing that's helped me like deal with burnout and get out of that routine mm-hmm. of constantly being burnt out and mm-hmm. overwhelmed is actually giving myself a functioning routine mm-hmm. of like going to bed at 10 mm-hmm. making sure I'm asleep by midnight mm-hmm waking up at like seven in the morning Mm -hmm. or eight in the morning Mm -hmm. getting up i go for a walk with cooper first Mm -hmm. thing in the morning usually Mm -hmm. it's raining today but Mm -hmm. first we go out and we do a two mile walk 
and we come home and then I do my morning routine mm-hmm. and I will not pick up my work phone. I will not go on my work mm-hmm. computer, nothing, until my routine's done. I will enjoy my breakfast. Mm-hmm. I will have a shower. I'll do my skincare. I'll get ready. And then when it comes to like 10, 10, 30, 11, mm-hmm. jump onto my emails, check my emails, um, and then work for a few hours. Because the thing is, I have to keep reminding myself, I'm always like, I'll just check an email, I'll just have a look. I blink and it's two and a half hours gone of, like, you end up in a cycle of, like, oh, Mm. I need to do this thing, or, oh, I remember I need to check this, or I need to do that. So, creating that routine, and then also, my end, I don't really have a set time where I finish Mm -hmm. work for the day, just when I feel like I can be finished. Yeah. But I, when it comes to, like, I'm hungry and I want my dinner, I'm done. Yeah. I am not going back to work after Mm. I've had food or, you know. So I work until I'm sort of hungry or, like, I want to start prepping dinner. Yeah. Um... And then I do not think about or touch work until the next day. And then my weekend. So I have yeah. been practicing Monday to Friday routine. Mm-hmm. And Saturday, Sunday, do not do anything work related. I think the problem as well is something we've done is also set high expectations of, like, our availability. Yeah. And that that's not just to, like, our talent. That's just, like, in general, if that makes sense. And I know that, like, when I've worked at um, other, like, talent agencies like in previous years now um I know that I set like such a high standard for myself that it, you've got to make sure that it's um going to continue to be attainable yeah what's the word you have to make sure that's like a consistent thing that you can do like it's, it's difficult because sometimes sometimes I've got loads of energy and I'm like you know I can literally work from like nine in the morning until 11 at night um like email all day go to an event at night and still be answering emails when I get home but if you continuously set the the expectation or your standards to be so high for those that you work with it's um it can be dangerous I think anyway um but I think that's why like we are getting to the point where we're starting to set the boundaries that we should have done a long time ago if you know what I mean yeah, I feel like a one thing as well, like, when I was at uni, for mm-hmm. example, and studying, I did photography and graphic design and, mm-hmm. and all of that, so it wasn't like, for example, Cami's uni course, which was, like, business and finance, mm-hmm. where you go to your lectures, you do your lectures, and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. you have an exam at the end of the year, mm-hmm. you might have some, like, weekly coursework or tests yeah. or, yeah. like, stuff to fill out. But that that's it. Mine yeah. was all portfolio-based. So we'd be right. expected to go to uni for full days or mm-hmm. half days. So, like, mm-hmm. three to six, seven hours, um, three times a week. Mm-hmm. And then we get given a bunch of coursework. And 90% of the work you do is out with of those uni hours. Right. So you're actually at uni sitting in classes and in lectures and... Um, tutorials mm-hmm. and working on stuff and then you go home and you have to keep working on it you have to yeah. make things we'd have mm-hmm. to like go and 3d print stuff or you know go out and shoot for photography and then mm-hmm. go and get it all printed and then spend hours in the labs like developing film and all this and that and then when we go into class we're presenting the work we've been doing out of class so yeah. I got so into the habit of like I'm working till 2am on my portfolio I'm editing I'm doing work I'm illustrating I'm mm-hmm. putting together stuff and then it's like research and mm-hmm. it's like 
between your first class and your second class they'd be like here's the brief and here's what to do when you get started in class and then the next week's like present us all your research so I'd have to come in with a whole portfolio of like this is my research these are my sketches here are my ideas like all of that's done in my own personal hours trying to work mm-hmm. have a social life yeah. work a part-time job do all of that so that I it was almost like you're trained to work yeah all the time out with where Cammy would go to uni come home that's it go out for drinks with his friends or go to work or play xbox like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it really prepares them for a nine to five like it's yeah that's it yeah. but the the benefit of that i'd always be like oh well, at least i don't have exams mm. it's like what well, i got to finish uni two weeks before everyone else because i didn't have an exam but like <laughs> realistically like you i spent, spent so all much. my time yeah, like your whole year working. my entire year working yeah and it's it's your whole grade mm-hmm. and your mark is on that thing yeah so you're trying to make it as good as possible because mm-hmm. if you fail you, you fail and you would only have like two or three different assignments throughout one term right and but it's like a lot of work you need to do and you'd have yeah. three classes yeah so you'd have three different assignments going on at the same time for three different things like i would do doing web design for one class mm-hmm. then like an actual 3d printed like book covers and stuff mm-hmm. for another and then like essays for the other so it was it was like constantly like, so much going on um oh, God, that I was I just never never shut off and it wasn't it was normal like mm-hmm. I don't know about you at uni but like <laughs> <laughs> oh. it was so common at Napier we have the Kilby suite which is like the computing right suite. everyone would go to the Kilby instead of the library because right. it's like hundreds and thousands of laptops and right, all of okay. that you go uh, and you sit and you'd, st- mm-hmm. you'd work there study mm-hmm. so everyone would go to the kilby and it was so normal the, the night before a presentation was due mm-hmm. you'd pull an overnight at the kilby really? so you'd go to your class from like 10 till 4 people might go home and change some people might stay you'd order dominoes or like get food delivered to the kilby you'd sit there and then it literally a class is at 10 the next day I've gone into class and everyone's like, oh, we're meeting in the Kilby before because, like, Jack and Ollie have um, have stayed, pulled an all-nighter there, putting their work together. And you walk into, everyone's got all their, like, artwork laid out and they're like, yeah, so I spent the last night doing it. They're there at two and three in the morning working on this the night before a hand-in. That was no- that was normal. I mean, I've, I know I've never pulled an all-nighter. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this is where I think that, like, I'm not as I mean this is because my attitude to uni it's not the same with work Mm -hmm. but if I got to that point of I was working at three in the morning yeah and I was tired and I like I would hand in what I had done and I would not finish it that that's really bad nobody do that well I didn't turn up to my creative degree or any of my degree so yeah like if if you did not show up to my course (laughs) Mm -hmm. you would get an email saying that you would need to leave the course well this is all attendance it's crazy but I suppose it's a different type of thing like I I did my essays I did my assignments well yeah like if you did all your work and didn't show up for class the lecturers would be like well you're not learning anything in the class and you're not yeah. understanding the direction of stuff needs yeah. to go a lot of design courses and stuff it's all collaborative so yeah. you're speaking to your course mates mm-hmm. there's a lot of group projects you could not submit a group project in individually but it was all right. presentations right, like it. if you submitted on moodle or whatever it is yeah. um your final presentation and you didn't go and submit it automatic fail so it, it it's a different Jeez. course all these all-nighters and everything, I just feel like that drilled into me, like, this is yeah. normal. Yeah, it's crazy. So when I'm trying to run my business and get it up, mm. I'm working the same way that I did when I was at uni. Yeah, I get you. That's really, really not right. But I know that so many people are like that. Like, my, I've got a friend that does architecture. So, mm-hmm. like, it's the similar creative yeah. design thing. And 
he's up literally like all night. I, I will message him at eight in the morning after messaging him at 11 the night before and he's not slept the whole time and he's yeah. been working and I'm just like... Like, it is so, so common. That's why people go above and beyond for... Yeah, because you're, you're sort of drilled into it. Like, you, you need to overperform. Otherwise, like, yeah. there's going to be 15 other people behind you waiting to take your place sort of thing. Oh, well, so if, if you don't jump through <laughs> yeah. hoops, then yeah. you're not really worth it. So I think that happens a lot in jobs. Like, that has been literally said to me before. If you don't do this, there's other people will get to do your job. We're not, like... Which is quite a horrible thing to say. Yeah. I feel like everybody knows i mean we speak about all the time it's so hard to get into this agents mm-hmm. this age this industry of like yeah. talent management and influencer stuff because mm-hmm. there's not really any entry-level jobs and then there's not mm-hmm. many companies that do it so mm-hmm. it's like finding a needle on a haystack trying to find any opportunity mm-hmm. and once you're in like it's it's a known thing of like if you can't do this or if you're not good enough there's a hundred other people behind They'll you waiting someone else yeah <laughs> So yeah. I, I feel I feel like it just the whole hustle culture and grind mindset it goes hand in hand with it. Like you're expected yeah. to overperform. Yeah. Whereas I'm now someone now who I'm like, I would rather like set lower expectations and overperform yeah. than under deliver. Yeah. You know, like totally get, yeah. promise you the world and then not be able to give you But when you're trying to please and people please and show them what you can do, you usually want to try and go above and beyond or be like, I can do all this. And then if you can't live up to it, it's It's, you you burn yourself out trying to. Yeah, a hundred percent. I've been in that situation. It's it's not good. I think something that I've definitely done recently as well is like to to outsource. So yes, and I've I've said this from the beginning of my business you're obviously in a situation where you work alongside your sister um but I am very cautious of employing someone that I'm not being able to I don't know I I don't want to put a lot of severe stress or pressure on anyone and I also don't want to exploit anyone so something that I have done instead of getting one person to do all these extra jobs is I have got different people freelancers doing different things for me like social um, like organizing the social pages or for example an accountant rather than having people actually employed I prefer to kind of go because there's I think the thing is as well as I don't know if I'm explaining this very well but do you not find a lot of the time agencies or just companies in general brands they take someone on who is maybe specializes in one thing but they do expect them to do everything like happened to me like i before like i was doing my main job was meant to be like a talent manager but the amount of other things that i was doing which is which is fine within reason do you know what i mean but that's just i I saw like i'm someone who went to I went to uni with but was in like a different year to mm-hmm. me in photography post on Twitter recently about mm-hmm. how they can't even get a photography degree like you to get this job you need to have a photography degree they can't even apply for it because they're like 
it's it's for a, a photography job but you also need to be a copywriter you need to do all the marketing in-house you need to do all the graphics and mm. illustrations and i've seen tiktoks and stuff of people who get hired into like a social media role mm. and then they have boomers coming to them being like so we're doing a full like rebrand for the mm. business and they're like that's great and they're mm. like yeah so can you put together like a mood board and like sketches and ideas and they're like yeah i'm not a graphic designer like well you would have to hire someone for that this is the thing um i think that when people employ especially young people and they expect them to do all these different things when you think how much you would charge a photographer or a photographer would charge you sorry for like a day shoot yeah you're looking at like what could be someone's monthly wage yeah and that's why they get that much that much do you know what i mean so it's just like but nuts. It it is crazy. Like, like they expect people to do everything. Like you're expected to be a professional photographer, videographer, video editor, photo editor, whilst like you say, copywriting, scheduling social posts, doing all their marketing, doing all their marketing, maybe managing an influencer whilst you're at it, and yeah. then organising an event as well, and doing their invoices. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like, ugh. but it's becoming so normal. And I think that's why so many people are burnt out. For us, obviously, as the owner of our businesses, we do all those things. We have to have a hand in each. Yeah, but we, we've chosen to do that. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. For most other situations, it's... They don't... Yeah. yeah, you don't really get to choose. It's like, this is... this is You can take it or leave it, that's it. Yeah, because like you say, we'll just say someone else will do it. You're like Ariel, like, brushing her hair with a fork. <laughs> Seeing a claw clip. Yeah, do we have anything else to say on that? No. Don't really think so. I think that's it. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Probably be good for another month now. <laughs> no, we're actually trying to record more, so... Yeah. You you will get another episode next week. Yeah, you will. So make sure you're following the talent managers so that you get notified every time we post a new episode and you don't miss out. You can find us on all your streaming platforms where you can usually listen to podcasts as well as on YouTube for videos. What she said. Yeah. I'm going to go eat some sushi now. See you guys. Bye.